What is up? It's your host, Alicia, and you're here for a good time. And so am I. Could you imagine if I used that line the moment I showed up to a guy's house for like a one night stand? Epic. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to Here for a Good Time. Well, good time for everybody except for two people, Tom Sandoval and Raquel, whose real name is actually Rachel, by the way. What the fuck? Um, but Bravo fans right now are not okay. Like you all need to check in on us because we have been consumed by all of this the last few days and I just cannot deal. So we're kind of all watching this, you know, play out on Vanderpump Rules in somewhat like real time kind of because the Daily Mail party just happened, you know, a couple episodes ago, which was back in last July And now kind of like fast forward to August 2022, where Sheena and Brock get married. Um, And then, you know, Schwartz and Raquel made out there. And from what James and everybody is saying, this all started seven months ago, which means seven months ago was also August. So looking at a few things after that, um, Raquel wears the TomTom sweatshirt to BravoCon Sandoval dresses up as Raquel for Halloween and then we fast forward a bit because we get the trailer served to us in January and people are wondering in the trailer if Ariana and Tom are in an open relationship you know which she confirms they are not which was apparent to only Ariana and not Tom like did the rules not apply on both ends what's happening here so we get to you know last week's episode and watch what happens live is happening, where Raquel and Sheena are on. Raquel then tells Sheena about the affair while Ariana's at Tom Sandoval's concert, goes through his phone, and finds texts from Raquel sending it back to her and saying, you are dead to me, which is so fair, by the way, and also so fucked up. While all of this is happening, okay, Raquel tells Sheena which we know, um, Sheena gets angry. There's rumors out there that Sheena decked Raquel, which we don't know about. Um, but that is what everybody is saying. I cannot deal right now. Tom, you know, comes out with this like little message on Instagram. Doesn't even mention a thing about Ariana. Hello, Narcissist 101 right there. But he is talking about the restaurant and people suffering, which, hey, I totally get His employees had nothing to do with this and, you know, rely on their job for an income and whatever else. But also, Tom, this is why you don't do shitty things. I can bet you his partner Greg is sitting there being like, what the fuck did I really get myself into? For real, for real right now. And then I can't imagine what Tom Tom is going to go through, which I'm sure Lisa will be pissed about. (laughs) Like, what a loss. Um, and an actual fucking mess, dude. I am so curious to see what Lisa has to say about all of this, but also maybe it's time to just not go into business with these two and get rid of them. Like, what did we really expect here? These two are just such a mess in so many ways. And I am, I'm so beside myself that all of this happened because there's more shit coming out that Raquel's family like really approves of their relationship and they're going to, you know, be together. They have these lightning bolt um, necklaces that they wear, but there's no way you can tell me that Schwartz didn't know about all of this. There's no way. No one can sit there and, you know, 
dead ass look me in the eye and be like he had no idea. He for sure knew all of this was going down. Like you always tell your best friend, you know? Um, and they were like hooking up after concerts and whatever else. By the way, who the fuck is going to see him sing? Like who? Who is like, I'm going to go spend my money on this. Are we okay? Like, are there no other artists out there who can actually sing that you're like, oh, you know what? I actually want to go do that. No. You're going to see Tom. Sandoval. What? But also Raquel over Ariana? Really? Really? We were that sad. We hate ourselves that much, Tom. We're that insecure. It's so weird that my episode about cheating just came out last episode, so episode three, and here we are, real time, breaking down somebody else cheating. Am I surprised? No, because this is what sucky people do. Like I said, sucky people do sucky things, and Tom is the suckiest. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, everybody. We are here for a good time with my girl, Lexi. I am so excited to have her on today. She is not only a friend, but she is a fellow business owner, and we have a new little something coming up soon, too. But Lex, why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you do? Hi, I am Alexa McKinley, and I I hate this question, honestly, because (laughs) I have not figured out the right way to describe what I do, which is a lot of things. I am an Airbnb super host. I teach people how to do that. I do consulting for PR marketing, short-term rentals, RV, and also social media strategy. Um, So before I did all of that, I was in social media for years, worked in the corporate background, sales, marketing, did all the things. But when I had kids, I was like, I'm not going to let someone else raise my children. Fair. So I quit that job, started a social media agency, did PR, marketing, all the things. And then I started sharing my acne journey on TikTok. If you're watching the video, you can see what I'm talking about. Um, And that kind of blew up in the last... 60 days? Kind of. It completely did. I love that you preface that with, I hate this question because (laughs) I think that's what this podcast is about is we're so much more than these business owners and whatever else that we kind of just like compartmentalize ourselves into. And so, yeah, I'm really excited to chat about all things, including this acne journey of yours Yes, that blew up on TikTok. Hello. Can we talk about this? I remember we were in New York. Yes. We were in New York. Bougie hair flip right now. Um, train (laughs) the subway. (laughs) Yeah. When we got off, it smelled like pee, but, um, (laughs) so we were there and I think you were kind of like, Hey, what am I doing? This and that. Um, and then you came home and the next thing we knew you were like, um, so like, I'm kind of famous. I I never, tell me, I never said that. I mean, I thought it so, but tell me what happened. What, where did this begin? Well, uh, started the journey started with a dirty <laughs> ass dermaplane razor that was a single use one that I had used multiple times, and mm-hmm. I was exfoliating before. I was doing skin cycling. I was like trying to get my skin all ready and good and glowy before my skin had never looked better. And so I thought, what a great time to take my dirty dermaplane razor and shave my peach fuzz, <laughs> and my <laughs> cause reaction didn't put two and two together but I broke out in like the worst fucking mm. breakout ever. It was all over. I had a beard of acne and I was spiraling mm. mentally. 
And then my personality, I know that if I go through something, somebody else does too. And Mm -hmm. the way that it makes me feel better is when I can find that community of people who just fucking get it. So I don't feel so alone because I'm under the belief that if it helps one person, it's worth it. And number two, everything that we experience in our life, somebody else has also, if not worse than us. So I'm like, let's, let's just put it out there. So I made a TikTok where I was crying (laughs) and and within 48 hours, I believe I gained like 200,000 followers on TikTok insane I already had 75,000 from I was documenting my dad's stroke journey mm-hmm. just posting random videos on my phone I I lawns it you've probably seen some of my content somewhere at some point <laughs> literally it, it's gone viral multiple times I feel like that's kind of my my secret thing is like I I can get I can, can make viral content pretty easily but I feel like that has to do also with your personality too it's <laughs> yeah. so addicting and I think that's why when I met you in person, I was like, you, I want to be your friend. This was pre-viral moment. So I'm like an OG of Lexi's friend. But I remember just meeting you and being like, you are so infectious in terms of like your personality and just how you show up for everybody around you. And so I was like, yeah, you, I want to be friends. And that's kind of where it began. Yeah. Alicia, it's good that you are like, Lexi, I choose you because I'm very... I'm very, um, I can get in my own little like world. Mm. And if like, I don't reach out to people a lot because I'm just like mm, mom, kids, crazy. Like right. I saw my brain coming off of that this morning. I'm like, mm, with a little <laughs> bit of tequila hangover. So it was just not pretty this morning. <laughs> like, I told my husband, I'm like, Alicia's going to stay the night with us all the time. He's like, what? <laughs> just out of both of us, her and her, <laughs> her husband and I were both like, oh wait, like I am what's going on now. <laughs> Um, but we didn't quite understand it, but also tequila hangover over vodka hangover, 1000% or even a whiskey hangover. Yes. Tequila is the best hangover. I feel like it's the cleanest liquor. It's just, you wake up feeling more like tired, not so like, oh my God, what, like, what did I put in my stomach? Right. (laughs) Did you know? And I just learned this on TikTok, but when you black out, that is you overdosing on alcohol. What? Yeah. Oh my God. I know. So these people who are like, I black out, like bitch, you're overdosing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I, I don't know. I don't know if it's true. So don't quote me. Um, cause I mean, let's just everything. pretend it is because if you're fucking blacking out, like it's fun. Like I literally for you, you need to get home. The video of this guy saying it. And I was like, Oh no. Like, was I okay in my early twenties? <laughs> no, like none of us are. What was I, what was I on? Alcohol. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean that. <laughs> So now that you're a mom, along with kind of balancing these hangovers and everything else, um, how has that affected kind of just life in general? Like, how do you balance all of that? Because I mean, I'm, we have this conversation. I'm somebody who does not want to have kids. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's always interesting to see my friends have, um, a good balance between having the kids around along with also, being themselves and not forgetting that they're a human on their own as well. Yeah. So what has that looked like for you? Man, it's every day. It's just a different day. Mm. So one thing that I've been doing recently that has helped me a lot more is creating a routine. So the kids will get up every morning at seven 30. We have a clock that turns green when they can get out of bed. Otherwise they will be like five in the morning. I'm like, I'm like, no, there's boundaries here to preface. They're one and three. Yeah. They're one and three. They need structure. And so do I. <laughs> so we get up and we go on a uh, walk outside. Mm-hmm. And then, so we kind of put different things in their day. Like it doesn't have to be a certain time, but they know after 
we breakfast, we get ready and we go outside. Right. And after we go on the walk, then you can hang out outside for a little bit and then you have lunch and then you take a nap or vice versa or whatever. So having those boundaries has helped a lot, but honestly, during the day at this point in my life with a one and a three-year-old, <laughs> it is quite literally survival mode all the fucking time, all the time. But when they go to bed, like we have our nighttime routines, we look forward to seven 30 when mm-hmm. we put them down. Cause it's just like any parent that has two small children under three mm-hmm. knows like peace and quiet does not exist. And so um, I hate saying it because I I feel like there's so much shame around being like, oh my God, my kids are driving me insane. Like it's been crazy nuts, whatever. Oh, I bet. And I feel like with mothers in general, there's so much, like if me saying that there's going to be people listening to this and being like, really? Like you have a hangover and you are excited for your kids to go to bed and whatever. Like, yeah, I'm I'm still a human outside of, I'm still my own person outside Mm. of being mom. Totally. I am a granddaughter to somebody. I am a daughter to somebody. I'm right. a friend to somebody. I'm a wife to somebody and mm-hmm. I'm a parent to some small children. Right. But there's so many different facets of me. So I feel like having a ba- having boundaries with myself is what I'm finding. Um, structures, routines. And then honestly, like that means putting myself to bed at a reasonable hour too. <laughs> if I decide to have tequila last night, that's not the case, <laughs> but it's knowing in the morning too, right. That your decisions you make the night before are going to affect you. Cause the kids, they are on their own schedule. Like, mm-hmm. If I choose to not go to bed until 2 AM after having a bender with my friends right. in our kitchen, you know, <laughs> like I know that the kids are still going to wake up at a certain time. So like, totally. I, it's like, I have to make better choices. And I'm thankful that I did have kids for that because I feel like they really put me in my place. <laughs> I was going to say, I, is that the secret to <laughs> having those boundaries? Have you always been like that though? Or like, what did your childhood look like when it came to boundaries or even there was no boundaries. <laughs> there was literally no boundaries like put in, not put in by your parents or, um, cause like I kind of felt the same. Like, I feel like my sister and I like looking at a lot of the stuff that we did, I'm like, we got a lot away with a lot of shit. My sister mainly, because I am the first child of like, a first gen um yeah I'm the first gen and it's just fucking wild like mm. I got in so much shit for so many things that now they see my sister do and I'm like are you kidding me right now why why isn't she getting in trouble but I almost went to jail for this <laughs> in your household father but did that look the same for you or I mean when I was growing up I feel like my dad was absent. Like he, mm. he was on his little benders. He was an alcoholic mm-hmm. time in his life. I don't identify with him being an alcoholic right now. Cause he's had wine multiple times and like, it's for a special occasion. Right. He doesn't need to drink anymore. He just doesn't, he doesn't want to. So Fair. I think that's cool. Totally. Um, but during my childhood, he was gone. Mm-hmm. And then my mom worked nights and she was working a lot. And, um, like we would have the memories where I have the boundaries and the structure. It was more with my grandparents. They lived next door. So they'd watch us every night. We'd watch wheel of fortune and then watch jeopardy. And then we'd have popcorn and play games on the floor. And we still fucking do that in my house, by the way. Do you? Oh my gosh. Monday to Friday, we are on the couch watching wheel of fortune and then jeopardy. It's like <laughs> yes. the bonding time that yes. my family has together because it's like the one thing that brings us together. Yes. And then everybody's kind of like on their own after that. Yeah. And so I feel this one. Are oh. you, are you good at Jeopardy? I am. Oh my God. I mean, I try to be, you should, you I feel like a lot of the pop culture things and like the more recent things I totally know, 
Yeah. But then everything else, you know, who is really good at pop culture? My dad. Really? Yeah. He's like on it. I'm like, bro. What does he read? Like TMZ? Um, no, I think he's just like, mm, maybe it's always on like Facebook and stuff. So I feel I like everything it. he, he knows. knows. Yeah. He sees his feed. He's like, I know what's going on in the world. And yeah. it's true. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, did you hear this thing about Justin Bieber? Like he sold all his rights to his music. And I was like, excuse me, let me go look this up. Lo and behold, he did. Yeah, why did he do that? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Maybe he's like kind of done with it, though. Like, cash me out that. How about that? Right? I mean, <laughs> he could just be out. like doing his own thing. I don't know the like whole down low of that, which is really, really sad because I do love him an insane amount. Yeah. And I wonder, he probably, it, I'm, he's getting a lump sum of cash. And right. He probably has some kind of royalties that he still gets. Well, I think he contract. sold the royalties as well. Oh, he did? I think so from what I read. Wow. I'm stumped, Justin. Can you please contact Alicia to clarify? Thank yeah. You. you can find me somewhere in Canada. There's only like a few hundred thousand of us. Yeah. Just kidding. A few million. Oh. Um, More. There's like 34 million, but still. Oh. <laughs> There's 34 million Canadian day. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know I'm from Canada. Everybody hears it. But okay, going back to your childhood and these boundaries. So it was with your grandparents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then at home, like when I was at home with my parents, it was more, or my mom, it was more like kind of free range. Like mm. She, I think she had her own issues that she struggled with. Mm -hmm. like, and I, I feel like I kind of have them now. Like it's more of like the overwhelm of like so many things you have to do. You have two young kids. She was doing it single too. And so I feel like she, when she could, she just wanted to like relax and be by herself and just whatever. So my sister and I just kind of did whatever we wanted, but I was grounded a lot. Cause I was I, <laughs> like, did you ground yourself? Or? No, my mom, she grounded me all the time. So I push, push buttons. Like I'm kind of that like cat who like, what's your sign? Gemini. Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> Do you know? You I think like Gemini's have like two different personalities. Yeah. Dude. So okay. I think I'm not too, my moon is in Gemini. I'm not too sure what that means, but I mean, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, I can't even start with a fake answer. Like, I don't even know. What right. Start. No, Astrology for sure. It's one thing whenever someone's like, oh, I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> you have to tell me what, what, what it means. <laughs> but I've heard Gemini's have a bad rap for being like two-faced. Yeah. I do play the field, I would say. I feel like, at, I don't know. I haven't witnessed that part of you because, I mean, we're friends and I don't know why you would even get into that. Well, like, I feel like, okay, let's say you're telling me about someone else, like mm -hmm. someone that you know, right? Right. And you're like, oh, expressing this problem to me. Uh -huh. I'd be like, oh my God, like I'm here for you, whatever. But if I met that person in, in person, I would never be like, because Alicia doesn't like you, you know? Oh yeah. No, I feel like that's not, I mean, that's a trait I think is just really good to have. Yeah. I just like to listen. I like to listen to the gossip, but I don't want to be a part of it. Oh fuck girl. Same. I've had that happen though, where like, there's been a lot of like gossip about me and people were like deleting me on social media and shit. What? Like recently with the recently ish, like the last, within the last five years, mm. it's all squash now, but it right. was just like, it was really hard to know that people were believing certain things about me or certain things that were said and but like didn't come to me right and like try to have understand you know like, like they just blindly listened to what other people were saying was it girls though yeah I don't know why girls do this like I know we are each other's like worst enemies I swear because I even think of like breakups and stuff like that 
and say the guy is cheating for some reason the girl is automatically hated and like what if she just didn't know i know because guys are sneaky i know but i think it's because girls know how girls are Mm. right like but okay because when we if we could assign a narrative to another girl like oh she's doing this that and the other thing because of this right probably because we're projecting shit that we would probably do one thousand (laughs) percent right so for sure i'm like i get it but now that I've been in that experience, because I was that person before who'd be like, oh, if someone doesn't like them, then I don't like them either. And like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to be a good friend. Right. But then I had that experience happen to me, which is why I think that experience happened to me. Cause mm-hmm. I learned now, like, don't fucking take sides because you could be sitting here and saying this person's bothering me so much right. and the next day you're over it. Right. And the, you and the person are hanging out and then I'm the one sitting here still upset about it. And I'm like, no, I'm not even going to get into it in the first place. I'll listen and be a supportive friend and whatnot. Right. But like, I'm definitely going to play both sides of the field on drama. That's not mine. If I hear it, you know, like, I'm not going to be like taking a stance. Like I'm fucking Switzerland, bitch. Like <laughs> you guys can go to war with yourselves. I'll I be love like, it. Watch <laughs> hey, going back to your oh, parents though, yes. too. <laughs> yes. Also, um, your husband now, is there anything in him that you might have been looking for from your dad? Cause yes. I always feel like oh, yes. even meeting your husband now, like he's just so kind and not saying your dad isn't, but like, um, there's such a great dynamic between you two. What has that kind of looked like in terms of like, not only healing from the past, <laughs> <laughs> what's your daddy problems and how did they manifest your husband? <laughs> Just shoot me the straight question, Alicia. <laughs> did you marry your father or not? <laughs> yes, I did. The qualities that I was looking for, I was thinking about this the other day and then I fucking realized I, I selected what I wanted in a father and my husband. <laughs> mm which that sounds so gross and weird, but Uh -uh. I think we all subconsciously do it because it's what's familiar. So I always really wanted, like, I was very envious of the girls who had the dad who would like fill up their gas tank or go rescue them if they ran out of gas (laughs) on the side of the road or talking about me, you guys. (laughs) Like I was very envious of that because my dad struggled with addiction his whole life. He, Mm. for a moment there, we thought he was bipolar schizophrenic, but I now have different beliefs on what that actually was. Right. I think he, he knows more than I do about a lot. And, um, he just, he lost his license. Like he had strokes. Like he has, he's just had a plethora of things Mm -hmm. where I now have to provide more for my dad Mm -hmm. than he can provide for me. And so I always kind of had to grieve that like loss of a Mm -hmm. normal quote unquote parent, whatever the fuck normal is though. I I mean, I don't know. We all have our things. And I think normal is just so beyond anything that we can think of, because even you saying like, oh yeah. And like, does this for you? And does that for you? Well, there's also like a lot of other things where I'm like, well, he's really overbearing because he does all these things. (laughs) So there's a trade-off. Yeah. They're always. Yeah. Well, so I realized with Riley, like Riley will do that shit. He'll fill up my gas tank, Mm -hmm. He'll wash my car. I mean, not so much anymore because I leave it a pig sign. He's like, (laughs) bitch, I'm not continuing to clean this. (laughs) Um, but like he, he if there's a spider like I'll call him and he'll come get it like he's he's like truly the man the protector like he's my favorite person on this planet like I feel so blessed that I got to marry him but I do realize on a cognitive level now Mm -hmm. that like those traits where he is willing to serve like he's such a serving guy right like the other day we were driving down the road and someone ran out of gas he literally just parked the car, got out and helped push this car out. Stop. Like just didn't say anything to me. Literally just parked, got out, helped push this car off the road. 
Oh my gosh. My anxious attachment would be like, he's running away from me right now. <laughs> I get his no, car, I, but no, he's running away. Was, oh, someone's going <laughs> to fucking hit him. <laughs> he's going to be out here doing a good Samaritan deed. And then he's going to, that's my, like, that's my anxiety. I think mm. But yeah, that's, that's how it really showed up in my relationships. But like, I think a part of me wanted to go to this place of like, Ooh, that's shameful. Like whatever but mm-hmm. we all I have to tell myself we all subconsciously do this and I'm I've never been happier like there's nobody else I want to be with totally the like the thought of even going back into the dating world physically repulses up don't me. fucking do it no I don't I, <laughs> I if I will do anything to not do that I love what I have right now this right amazing daddy daddy, <laughs> daddy Riley <laughs> that's the episode's name daddy Riley yes yes <laughs> You should have him on here. But, oh, for sure. But I think it's so telling of like who you are today as well, Lex, and just how you show up for yourself, Um, especially these last few months that we've kind of seen everything unfold and like showing up for, you know, your skincare and just like your health. And I think that's so telling of how you show up for other people as well too, because I think you're one person who, if somebody's like, hey, I need this and you'll right away be like, okay, what are we doing? How are we doing it? And when are we getting it done? Okay, speaking of dating- how did you meet Riley? Well, when we were in high school, he was a... Okay, there's something about small towns, high school thing. <laughs> I just, I don't get it. What the, what, you guys? He was a senior and I was a freshman. I don't and... even know what that means because we don't... Oh, I was in ninth grade. Those... Okay. And he was in 12th. Okay. And so I was first, I was coming in and he was on his way out. Got it. And... I was dating one of the guys that played baseball with him. Uh huh. Bless his heart. He saved me from a lot of my own myself. <laughs> and he introduced me to Riley. <laughs> and we all used to hang out together and whatnot. And then me and that guy dated for like three years. And wow. Uh, my senior year, he, it, it just it was, it stopped working. Right. We just decided we were in different places of our lives. Fair. Which now, every time I see him, he's like, you literally like are my least crazy ex girlfriend. Like, he's like, we actually had a good breakup. Oh, I'm like, just, like, so happy because for years I was like, he fucking hates me because I ended up marrying one of the guys we used to hang out with while mm-hmm. we were dating that he played baseball with. And I remember one time me and Riley, when we first started like hanging out, we went to one of the hometown high school football games. Right. And my ex was there and he texted me. He's like, oh, you're so you're seeing Riley now, huh? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> fucking love him at least you're honest but like I I've always had like like when I first saw him he uh-huh. was like oh he's undeniably like attractive and right. he was like fun wild crazy like like everybody loves Riley yeah like, he's super personable yeah like there's not one person I know that doesn't like Riley fair and Riley there's not many people that I know that he doesn't like like he's just right. a people person right so um yeah he's he's my person now though we're gonna zoom into Lexi's face when she says that yeah (laughs) I love that and so when you guys got married um and did the whole kids thing did you always know that you wanted to have kids or yeah did you kind of did it happen when it happened it it was like uh let's get it over with which I don't really recommend to people like I did it, but like, I'm also in this phase of my life where it's really fucking hard. So like me, I, I like the fact that our kids are close in age because right. they're hanging out, but it's just a lot of volume at once. Like mm. it's, it's just, I don't even know how to describe it. Like it's not spread thin. You're just like full, like max capacity overstimulated. Right. Somebody's always crying. Somebody needs something. 
see I'm in this like I'm in the state where it's hard for I feel like I focus so much on like the the pressureness the stress of having kids really yeah because it it really is hard for me like it's really interesting because I focus on the pressure of not wanting it and how many people come for me because of that reason I feel like I understand why you don't want kids like after having them well I've never (laughs) I've just never wanted them also childbirth looks really fucking terrifying to me it's something oh no we're clenching right now yeah because that's not (laughs) no yeah. It's just, yeah, it's something I've just never wanted, but so many people out there are so focused on being like, oh, like, why do you not want that? Like, it's the best thing on earth. And this is like when your life changes and stuff like that. And I'm like, listen, does, yeah, it does. I like first class seats on a fucking plane <laughs> and doing everything else. Like yes. I have a few different priorities right now, at least. Mm-hmm. But that being said, if I meet the right person, cause I haven't met the person yet. I haven't ever been in love. Um, if I meet the right person that could change and who knows what that looks like, but right now it's it's not, no, no. (laughs) Right now it's a solid. No, we're sitting in solid. No, I understand why people don't want kids though, because it is a lot. Like I was, I'm stubborn person. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to bang it out get it over with. I didn't realize bang it out. Literally bang it out. (laughs) I, my sons are 20 months apart. Mm -hmm. I found out I was pregnant with my second son on my first son's first birthday. So, I mean, they were like very close in age, but I wish I would have known then before I had kids, just what having kids entailed. Mm. I also felt like a lot of the reason why I had kids not, I see, I feel like I have to preface myself. I feel like this no. is such a touchy subject for people. They listen to this and think like, oh my gosh, she fucking hates her kids or my, but at the same time, that's their projection. Kind of what you said earlier, mm. that's their projection on their feelings and whatever else they're going through True. or their own trauma. So you get to navigate this however you want to and if people are going to take it a certain way then that's on them and that's how I'm kind of showing up (laughs) with the no kids thing too okay okay that makes me feel better yeah I I just wish that I would have known in the beginning exactly what it entailed Mm -hmm. because I was just so like let's get it over with this will be easy whatever like there nothing anybody could have said to me would have prepared me for what having kids is actually like Mm -hmm. and it's been the most stressful time of my life because I also don't know how to manage stress very well Mm. and that's one thing that I'm learning more and more is that what I was modeled modeled growing up like it was yelling and Mm. spankings and go to your rooms and like you know that form of punishment rather than like understanding and whatnot. So like right. uh, my default is all of those things that I was taught, right. How I was brought up, which For is sure. all of our defaults. Right. So it's, it's not only like having to take care of the needs of all these kids, but there's also like this massive, like shift that I know as a human being that mm-hmm. I have to make simultaneously while you're constantly putting out fires and it's fucking exhausting. And <laughs> I understand why people don't want kids. It's right. really challenging and your life changes forever. Like you will never have the life that you have right now. Right. Your, your pre-kid life. You're like, you will never have that back. And so I understand why people don't want kids. I'm like, good for fucking you. Right. Good. It, it's, it's some people don't want to give up their life and the luxury they have in their life to make decisions whenever they want to do whatever they want, whenever they want make spend on whatever, like I fucking get it. And like, it's also so hard to also date now without somebody having kids too. Yeah. Cause then you're just like, Oh fuck. Like, what am I doing right now? Do I want that? Like, where am I going? And so, yeah, it changes the entire game for everything yeah. across the board. That's so true. 
It is so freaking true. Life. Yeah. Ugh, it's it's just um it, it's just a different season. I'm in I'm in a season right now. And you know what? I'm sure when I listen to this podcast five years later, I'll probably be listening back and being like this is fucking cringe. Like, why am I talking about my kids and stuff like this? But what I want to tell future Lexi listening back to this is that this is just a season mm-hmm. and you're going to get through this. And then you're going to be shouting all the best things about your family and your kids and your life and whatever. But like, it's fucking hard. Well, and- just because things are hard doesn't mean that you don't love your kids or anything. And I, and I think it's one of those also things that two things can be the truth yes. or numerous things can be the truth without one being canceled out essentially. Yeah. Like you can love your kids deeply and do anything for them and always put them first, but also be like, I need a fucking break. 1000%. <laughs> which I have today, which I'm so super thankful for. Thank you. I know. Yeah. Just <laughs> drinking all the tequila. <laughs> oh my God. I haven't had any yet. I don't have any. Ma'am. It is. It's still kind of morning. What time is it? It's 1235. Oh, it's five o'clock I mean, I was going to say it's five, it's five o'clock, o'clock somewhere. It's five o'clock almost. Okay. So what's your go-to drink then? Tequila soda. Really? Yeah. It's less calories. It's cleaner. So uh-huh. like your, your body can process it more. Fair. More, more better. I, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. I like them a lot. I know. They don't taste the best, but also that helps me to not like chug my drinks and right. like, drink them like a Shirley Temple. Oh, okay. I have a question. Yeah. If you were to go out on a date with a guy uh-huh. and he ordered a Shirley Temple, <sighs> is that a turn on or a turn off? Well, like, are we, it, Your are we date. not drinking though? You're like, is he not drinking? No. What's going on? He, you guys are at a restaurant you're, or maybe you're having lunch or dinner or something. And they're like, the waitress comes, she's like, what do you want to drink? And he's like, a Shirley Temple. <laughs> I mean, I can't. <laughs> I can't really say anything because does it have alcohol or no? No. It's like a well, like what if he doesn't drink? And I'm just finding that out then. Just, which is totally fine. Like it's like fruity. It's I mean, like, I'm totally fine with that. You like what you like, and that's totally fine. I'm an old fashioned girl. So you're getting an old fashioned. One thousand percent. Really? Yeah. Bougie-ness. I know. Right? I love that. I felt really judgy by listening to your answer. Because I was like, that would be a turn off, but like, no, but I also like, there's so many situations where I've gone into dating where I have like judged certain things and it always brings out my masculine. And then the entire relationship is just kind of based off on that. And so that's something I'm learning is I need to find people who bring my femininity out and you know, just create this space of, okay, like I'll let you do whatever you want. Like you get you shitty temple. Honey. Right. I know. I know. But also now I'm like, when a dude orders okay, no for fashion. me, <laughs> <laughs> my voice gets lower. <laughs> She's like on the first date you're at the bar and you're ordering, you're like, I'll have an old fashioned and a Shirley temple for him. <laughs> whatever he's having. <laughs> we don't know him. We don't know if we're taking him home yet. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm learning is to just step into that because I kind of just like, I think intimidate the fuck out of guys. Really? Yeah. So now I'm also telling myself when I'm dating, cause the last relationship I was in, which wasn't even a relationship. We don't know what the fuck happened there. Um, he was just so beyond anything that I would end up with in terms of like, just no goals or anything like that. And all this had to make me step back into everything. So now I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, these are like my definite, like must haves. Yeah. 
and we're rolling with that and I'm not going to back down just because the connection is good. Yeah. Um, because I just cannot do that anymore. Right. So yeah, that's what dating is like now. Uh, But like you said, no, it is. It's very horrible. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I like I don't even know what to say besides that. Just and then all sad. of a sudden, like everybody from my past is slowly coming or like calling me or texting. I mean, you know of one right now, and it's just fucking chaos. Mm. There's like just I need to set boundaries now. You need to share your boundary setting. Boundary setting. Me. Boundary setting bullshit. Okay, because uh, I'm like, oh, I'm getting attention, so like, let me feed my ego with this. Ooh, right. What if you fed your own ego first and gave yourself attention first, and then took attention from him. That was motherfucking mic drop right there. That's what, what if, I need to do. What if you were like, okay, he texted me, but before I even open this message, I'm gonna go do like, I'm gonna go do something that's really good for your mental health. So like, if that's like just brushing your teeth, even you know, like doing something for you mm. first. Because if you find yourself putting yourself too much in this, like, need validation from mm-hmm. this message popping up, like, you get too much dopamine from it. Right. Then you're going to become addicted to it. And I was within, like, oh, my gosh, the first month of us talking, I was 1,000% addicted to it. Mm. Like, we talked all day, every single day. And then things just got super weird. But now they're, like, kind of normal. And so I'm just like, oh, I can be friends with this person and just, like, show up in that sense yeah but I also recognize that I have a shit ton of healing to do we all do before I get into anything we all do I know I don't think there's ever going to be a perfect time I think I think no I think there's going to be a perfect time when you meet your person Mm -hmm. but I don't think that you have to be perfect in order to unlock the time I totally agree I 1000% agree where people are like oh like work on yourself and be complete and whatever else and then get into something and it's like "Mm." that's like an ongoing process forever yeah because I told my therapist I was like when one thing is done some other shit pops up and we have to deal with that and that shouldn't hold anybody back from finding love or whatever it is that they're looking for or want to step into yeah and it yeah it just always blows my mind this whole like no like do this and do that but I do recognize there are certain things that I definitely need to work on before I even go into like my next thing yeah. because I won't even be able to show up as like a whole person mm. in this if I don't work on these things. Ooh, so what if before you texted a Mac, you worked on those things? I mean, I could do that. Well, if they're like small and bite-sized enough, you don't want to be like, I have to <laughs> check off this huge task in order to respond. To I'll respond to you next year. Yeah, I was going to say, talk to you next year. <laughs> well- maybe i mean you could <laughs> hold me accountable for this block his number oh no i won't i won't okay lux speaking of guys <laughs> you look so terrified right now which one how which one <laughs> get out really well i also have two sons oh okay yeah yeah yeah. but having those kids how do you find time to do the deed Cause you were also in an RV. Okay. In the morning. That's mostly like before anybody wakes up, like mm. we do it really early in the morning or in the shower. My favorite. Fuck this. Today. Remember this we talked about this? Yeah. I remember. And I was so pissed at you. Cause I was like, what in the fuck sis? You're you sli- to- how are you not slipping everywhere? You want me to talk about it again? Yeah. Okay. So we recorded a podcast with this and we had to XNA it. So this is round two. So. My favorite time to have sex <laughs> is in the shower. I feel like there needs to be some sort of mellow music playing. Alexa. Some like very white or something. No, Alexa. <laughs> Alexa. 
in the shower first second third day of the period oh it's my favorite there's easy cleanup you're already feeling tender and tight down there this is so this is rated r bitches sorry <laughs> sorry this is like tmi tmi but this is like my favorite if you're like if you were to have sex under any perfect circumstance it would be right now and it means i'm not pregnant <laughs> I mean, that's one way to do it. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just like, I, I think because, I mean, you can edit this part out if you want, but I think that, you know, when you like do it in bed and then you have to like get up and you have to like go and you clean like up and you have to go sit there like a beached whale <laughs> waiting for a towel. <laughs> and you're like trying not to get anything to like seep out. Stop. Yes. So the showers are so much easier. I think that's the biggest ick. If I could think of my own ick, it is that moment after I'm waiting for a towel. (laughs) Just what you look like from a bird's eye. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) No. I love icks. Like, do you have an ick for guys? Mine is guys bending over to pick up something. Like, I think it's <laughs> guys bending over to pick up something. It's so unattractive. Think about it right now. Ladies out there or even guys. That's not big for me. If you see your person or a guy bending over to pick up something, it's just so unattractive. What do you mean? How are they <laughs> supposed to get it? It's just like so spread their toes and grab it there and then like, hand it up to themselves. It's just, it's not the vibe. Like, one of those little picker cane things. It looks like a cane, but it has a. Yeah, I'd rather not than bend over. Like, it's just not the vibe. Engagement party. I'm going to get your your fiance one of those little picker things. Be like, this is going to make the marriage last. Do you have X? I just want a guy's like way too feminine. Like, way too feminine. Mm. Like, my type is like protector, like leads the family, but also like we have a good balance of like who fucking actually runs the show right oh no but but like I also want I also don't want someone who's just like lets me walk all over them mm-hmm. you know but like Zach on The Bachelor he's just too agreeable he's too yeah he's so vanilla too he's like, ah, ah, ah. he has like his fake stupid little laugh and you're like bitch like give me something actually he did surprise me though on the last episode when someone that chick was trying to go up to him and be like oh, here's the tea and he's like eh, well, yeah not. and I'm like thank god right you don't have this unnecessary bullshit like, I feel like the last few seasons it was just drama after drama and it was just not enjoyable anymore like I was like what am I watching shit. yeah every fucking season it just has new characters in right the same show it's just like can we have something else? But Zach, he's just, he doesn't give anything. He's like, no, I know. He's just too agreeable. He's too nice. He right. kisses everybody. I would. Oh my too. gosh. Okay. Like, no. I advantage have... of it though? Yeah. I, and I literally felt like that's what he was doing. I was like, why are you literally kissing everybody? Like, I, kiss you? I know they're like talking. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Can I kiss you? Like, I would be like, can you not? I wonder if he actually is like that or if it was like, you need to ask. <laughs> Okay, if you're going to be kissing all these people, you can start asking, bitch. Or you're going to be the person who's going to be kissing everybody from the get-go. Because I felt like he was doing it since day one. Yeah. Like, the moment he was meeting people. He kissed, like, seven or eight people. I know. Dude. That one chick who went up to him and was like, 
I just really want to be kissed and then she did it and he was like that was so cringe but I wonder what the actual editing of that was and I wonder what the producer's hand in that was because right I feel like people don't just show up and are that fucking crazy but I also heard that they keep them up like and have things drug out for like an unnecessarily long amount of time think about it they get because remember shrimp was it shrimp gate what no the last season that girl who like made the shrimp and then people didn't eat it or something like that I don't know what happened with it I forgot do you remember yeah she was a blonde girl yes I forget her name me too I mean (laughs) give us a new storyline another ick would be um too feminine too agreeable you gotta stand for something um I'll have to think of it. One's going to come to me and I'll just blurt it out. I know. You're going to text me in the middle of the night tonight or something and be like, here's my ick. And I'm going to be like, bitch, mm-hmm. I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Alicia loves when guys crave her. Oh, what was this from? My podcast. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. No. When a guy says, I crave you. Yeah. That's just being like too forward with like wanting you yeah I'm like let's yeah. just play the game that's, a bit but that's kind of what I mean like when guys are too fem- I, I guess that's feminine because mm. I feel like the girl is supposed to be I don't know like this might just be my fucked up construct of what relationships look like right and this looks different for everybody but like for me when somebody like I said is too agreeable mm-hmm. or they're too easily accessible like I in my opinion I feel like there's a little bit of like a dance that you have to do when you're first dating someone and meeting them like Riley this is my testament to this I I played a game ish with him Uh not in the way where I would be like I'm gonna wait to text you back right but like my game was I'm not gonna put out until you make me your girlfriend there you go like he literally tried like one of the first few times we hung out and I was like no Riley she's out on you right now (laughs) but he also told me and you know later Mm -hmm. in our relationship that if I would have put out that first night he probably wouldn't talk to me anymore interesting yeah so I was like I'm glad I made it yeah I made like the night he asked me to be his girlfriend right we did the dirty well I think there's a difference between like playing a game that's almost just not gonna lead anywhere but there's also having banter. Mm-hmm. I feel like banter is missing. That's like something I definitely look for. Yeah. Like some good, like back and forth. Yeah. Like where you get butterflies and then like. No, I heard butterflies are not good. Yeah. What? They're like, it's your anxiety acting up being like, Hey, this might be like a red flag, which is so true because. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Look it up on TikTok. <laughs> you're like this bitch (laughs) no but look it up and it's so wild because now looking at the last relationship I was with or person I was with yeah it was butterflies all the time but it was a ton of red flags whereas the person before him who I was with for like three and a half years it was like almost never and it was so easy and it was just it just worked for us Mm -hmm. and I was like whoa there's such a difference and then even the person I'm talking to right now there's like no butterflies but there's excitement so there's like a difference there yeah okay I can see what you mean right oh that makes sense all yeah. right watch your butterflies ladies yeah and gents or fanny flutters fanny flutters. I feel like fanny flutters are they're okay do you fart in front of men no <laughs> that was a that was a strong no 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 that was a strong no oh. do you yeah I mean 
You guys are married though. Yeah, I know. I feel like it would be so weird okay. to fart in someone if like you in front married, of though. somebody. <laughs> Part in someone. Oh, <laughs> <a> turkey based. <laughs> Dutch oven. <laughs> <You> extract. <laughs> I don't Dutch oven. I really try not to like do it around. No. Uh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure it would be so okay, different if we were married thing. though. But here's the thing Riley, in our first year of marriage, like he had ulcerative colitis. He was having right. diarrhea, had to wear diapers. Like, he literally could not control, like got his colon removed, mm-hmm. got an ostomy bag. Like mm-hmm. our whole first year of marriage was all about shit. Yeah. You guys really put shitty... health and sickness to the test day. Eh? Yeah. It was a shitty first start. <laughs> literally. <laughs> now you're here. Yeah. And so like farting now mm-hmm. and compared to all of that, it's just kind of like, we've seen it all. Right. We've, I've literally seen what your intestines look like. Fair. I mean, I, I, yeah. Once again, if I'm, I'm like your makeshift sphincter <laughs> in that moment, I'm sure like if I'm comfortable with somebody, it would be like, whatever, but I'm not going to like go hang out with a dude and be like, Hey, I have to fart right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> you sit down at your Like said it was okay. <laughs> no, I definitely think like you at least got to get married first. <laughs> Y'all have with us at home. Oh, give us, a, <laughs> give us a ha ha emoji. <laughs> you get random laughing face emojis. Like what? Drop an I claim. I claim. I hate the dear reader, readers, readers, readers on. Um, oh, I scroll right that fast. <laughs> I can't even watch. I'm like, no. Sometimes I look at the comments and I'm like, really? There's like 200,000 of you who are claiming this right now. Like what's going on? Are we all going through the same shit? Yeah. That's one thing I find TikTok really creepy about is like when I, yeah. Oh my gosh. And I think that kind of goes like in a roundabout way to yeah. what you first well, were talking about, talking about is we all go through the same shit. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking wild how many of us are going through that at the same time. Cause I remember when like end of year came around and I was going through my break- breakup. Um, all the videos that were coming on my page were like about people just, you know, going through breakup breakups as well and I was like how the fuck are we all going through this right now and I was like oh it's because we're all fucking human mm-hmm. and we go through the same shit yeah all of us yeah and I think that's the biggest thing that you need to remember at the very end of the day I did a podcast and I listened to how many times I said at the end of the day it was like 30 <laughs> like at the end of the day like, <laughs> at the end of the day we all are just hypocrites trying to survive that's mm-hmm. my that's my outlook on life I'll just hypocrites trying to survive because the thing about it one day I could say I hate this and then the next day I wake up and think like oh actually I didn't know as much and so now my opinions and views have changed about it well if you saw me yesterday when I was talking shit and then now I'm like you know have changed have a change of heart you'd be right. like, this bitch is a hypocrite she just said whatever but we're all hypocrites like when we know better we do better but that makes us hypocritical right especially if you've spoken out against it right but like we want to get to the root of it. We are all just trying to make it to tomorrow. I was going to say normalize, like learning from things that you may have had an opinion on and Mm -hmm. changing your mind about it. I think we're so quick to, you know, do the whole, like, oh, they said this. And so that's all they're about. And that's the only thing to them and whatever else, but like down the road, they could have learned something new and changed their mind about it and be okay with that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think we need to give people that space to breathe and grow and not be like, you need to make it a public. I hate cancel culture. You need to make a, and that's a fucking podcast on its own. You need to make an apology video and do this, that, and the other mm-hmm. thing. Like 
my personality type, I, because of how I grew up mm-hmm. in my childhood, I have a resistance to authority. Mm-hmm. Okay, but let's, if a cop pulls me over, I'm crying. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm, I was speeding. <laughs> You're right. Your honor. You're, I fucked up. But like, when it comes to like working for other people, I fucking hate being told what to do. Mm. Right. So when, if, if I have a different opinion or outlook on somebody and they vehemently, vehemently, is that a word? They disagree with me wholeheartedly on it. If they were to come to me and like, actually like try to understand my thought process, why I think the way I do and like, look at me from a more understanding lens rather than like trying to prove, trying to change my mind and prove me wrong. Right. I think that's so much more powerful than, than, um, any of that. No, I totally agree with you. And I feel like we just got real deep, real quick. Um, no, but I totally agree on that note because there was so much of that happening. And like, I feel like it happened even throughout high school and growing up of being like, no, this is how it is. And this is how it's going to be. And you Mm -hmm. can't change my mind, nor do I want to like listen to anything else. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's really interesting to see people kind of come around and, you know, learn new things or yeah. once again, change their mind after they've learned something. True. And it's, don't you have more respect for people too, who like can genuinely come out and be like, yeah, I was wrong. Yeah. Like, honestly, if everybody could learn to just admit that they're fucking wrong and they don't know anything or everything, but think <laughs> it like this way too, like nobody on this earth knows what they're doing no oh my gosh no no not even the people who run this country fucking know what they're doing (laughs) because there's no there's no rule book on how to do it okay you want to get technical constitution well how the fuck did they figure that out right they the founding fathers set up these rules from what their experience Mm. right and that's all what like all of us are doing too right and we're it's all just kind of trickled down and indoctrinated and you know, like it's just, it's the normal quote unquote normal thing to do. Mm. But like, what if that's not the plan? Right. What if we're actually supposed to be going left instead of going right? Like we don't fucking know. We have to live life. We have to learn from our experiences and understand that every single thing that we go through, no matter how hard it is and how mm. ugly and brutal and life altering or life shattering, like these are things that we can, there's always a lesson. Right. And I think that can be that you're silver lining in anything. I hate toxic positivity because I think we can find positive in everything. Right. And I think in the worst situation, you're going to find the biggest blessings and the things that, the things that rock you are the things that are going to change you. Oh, I 1000% can attest to that because I mean, it's happened Mm -hmm. so many times and I'm sure even if you're listening to this, it's happened to you as well. The biggest lessons you've learned have come out from like the toughest times. Yeah. But that being said, I feel like that's a great way to bring everything together with you, Lex. I feel like the insight you've brought today has been just so good. We've had a, we've had a great time. You really came for a good time. I did. But I know you are all about self-love and positivity So I want to end this off asking you, what are three things you love about yourself? Um, I love my ears and my feet. Cute. And my eyes. Nice. That's, um, that's physical. Um, mentally, I really like that. I, I feel like I, I'm a judgmental person, but I'm 
I actively every day try to not be judgmental. Mm -hmm. Like that's always at the forefront of my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, like I, I just really have to understand always through every situation (laughs) that we are literally all just humans trying to survive. Like we're all hypocrites trying to survive. And so I, I love that every time I even get like a little subconscious, like judgy feeling that I'm like, okay, Lexi, let's cool it back. Like I actively work on that. Mm -hmm. My grandma was one of the least judgmental people I've ever met in my life. And she's my favorite person. And I'm like, I strive to be like that. So I, I really love that. I have taken that from her and made it my own. Grandma's really bring it. Right. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Um, and then the third thing that I love about myself is that deep down, I am always looking how I'm always trying to find out ways to become better, Mm. whether that be like healing a trauma or Mm -hmm. being kind to myself or doing yoga or, um, you know, like trying a new, trying new things. Like that's another thing I could say, like, I'm very adaptable in certain ways, (laughs) which can be a good or bad thing. Right. However you take it. Yeah. But I think those, those things, I I think that they carry me everywhere Mm -hmm. I go. Just the being able to be like, yeah, nobody fucking knows what they're doing and just giving, giving that grace, but I am hard on myself a lot. So that's something I'm working on too. We love it. Yeah. Well, where can everybody follow your journey? Um, Alexi McKinley on all platforms, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, anywhere. And then I have a podcast called Lexi's Lounge. I have an episode with Alicia. You should go listen to it. Also. That was a good one. It was a really good one. We were also in person. Yeah. We went in the right now too. Yeah. Which I, I love. That one's unedited. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it is. It was pretty raw dog. We raw dog. I love <laughs> podcasts like that though, where you're like, what the fuck are these just doing? I think that's what we just kind of went with today. And that's how you just approach life, right? You yeah. don't know what's going to come up next. And so. Yeah. Or who's going to be young doggy <laughs> when you come over to podcast. At least we have a space to podcast. We I agree. I know. I know. This was good. Well, thank you so much, Les. Thanks for having me. Follow me on the internet. Yes. Just be friends. <laughs>